Hello everybody and welcome back to the technical area with your host Gaffer Gramo once again. This is episode 8 and in this episode we're going to get our teeth sunk into coaching. The coaching criteria that we hold and set the standards for those guys who are going to come in, support us and hopefully help our club visions come true. Especially coming into FM20 to set ourselves up for a successful and in the eyes of the community at Sports Interactive, help us build a long-term save that is certainly full of talent both on and off the pitch. This episode is the latest one as we near the end of the initial run of the technical area. So just before I do get sunk into it, there is going to be a poll put out tomorrow afternoon. Oh, sorry, this afternoon, Friday. I'm recording it on Thursday, so I'm saying tomorrow. It's going to be put out. Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to let it run kind of for 24 hours. We're going to let it run across the weekend or so, maybe. I'll wait and see. And the idea of it will be just quite simply put should the podcast continue? Do you want me to continue making this podcast for you? I've absolutely no problem. I love podcasts. Don't get me wrong, absolutely love it. But I know with. FM20 starts and more and more of these podcasts appear suddenly the market's oversaturated and we get the picture we see how things kind of go from there so if this is the one podcast to fall by the wayside I'll uh you know that, that's fine with me if that's what the community wants I'm happy to go along the technical area will still continue as a blogging site and hopefully the blogging site will grow so get involved have your say get the vote in there and we'll see how things go like I said, I'm very happy to continue. I probably, you know, but I want to get the communities kind of, I want to measure the audience, I want to measure the communities feel, especially as we edge into a new kind of game cycle now and, you know, the lull of the last few episodes kind of goes to one side. So starting off, I'm just going to give you a little quick beta update from how things are going in the team report section. So I'm currently managing Real Betis through this beta, beta save. And to be honest, I'm really enjoying it. I think FM20 is a great leap forward and, you know, the show, the match engine, the interface, you know, new kind of features. Things are starting to show up, appear, and I'm really starting to enjoy them, understand things a little bit better. But of course, plenty of bugs. There is that report of bug option. Please, please, please use it. Get them in. I've had to report one or two myself. But it'll make the game better for everyone in the long run. Look, it takes five minutes, and it's worth it if we get an even better game, because already from the start, I feel like we're onto a real winner this year with FM20. For my real better save, though, you know, I have to give some, you know, just give you a little bit of detail how things go. Um, of course, we have the extremely talented Mark Barch at the back, who has been outstanding, really, really, really good player, and it is a real solid foundation for anyone managing real betters in the full version of the game to really kind of get their, you know, get the team built around that solid foundation he sets. Betis also have some very attacking fullbacks, and they've been very effective for me because I do like to play a narrow attack. And it's been a narrow front three I've been playing, whether it's a Christmas tree, 4 2 3 1, or the narrow 4 3 3 that I've uh, tend to, tend, formation I've tended to enjoy over the last few versions of FM. Alex Moreno, a standard performer for me at Rio Vallecano back in the FM 18 days, he is at left back or I play as a left winger. So you're really kind of spoiled because you know I know him, I know how well he can perform, and it's great to be reunited with him 
and see him marauding from left back in the way he used to do for me back in the Segunda when we got that promotion season. As well, though, Betis have a very, very talented midfield. And it's very, very creative. You've got standout players like William Carvalho, um, uh, Nabil Fakir, and then you've got wingers like Christian Tello as well, who've really, really kind of stood out, been really strong performers. Uh, Sergio Canales has been great. In fact, my director of football, Frank Garnison, who I recruited, has brought in Nemanja Matic as well on a loan deal. So that's been really great to watch. Tactically, like I said, we've been playing narrow, and it's been really, really effective because teams in the friendlies we've been playing playing high line and we because we've been playing with real high tempo direct football and it's proved we've you know we've really really kind of taken to it very well and I'm really really enjoying watching this formation this and this tactic develop. We've I've experimented then in the set piece department with having no players on the posts and for corners and unfortunately have conceded where headers going towards these corners are posts so I think you know, not to kind of revert back to keeping men on the posts come the full version of the game. But enough of talking about the beta. Let's talk about the topic of week and week and let's talk about the coaching and the coaching criteria that we all set out. We all want the best staff available to us. And given the staffing improvements over FM nineteen and it's FM twenty, the game has now developed a sense of realism, as we can begin to develop a diverse and responsible staff that we can delegate and help us create the best management and coaching structure at a club possible. So when it comes to having the best backroom crew, what should we look for? What should we do to make sure that we have the best candidates brought in? Well, look, let's be honest. It's all about that DDM method, the attributes. We all look for those as the standard of criteria. So like the, the, the determination, discipline, Man management motivation, therefore the key standard attributes. Discipline, uh, man management and motivating being the key ones if you are looking kind of the the main three to be the, the standard bearers, you know, the reference points you if you're you're gauging whether or not a coach is good or not. Because the more effective they are in these three areas, the more effective their sessions will be, and thus your training ground sessions will improve and you will see improvements then develop into your players, into your tactics and into everything else that goes from there. Moreover though, there is the inclination though to look at the individual's personality as well. As the staff members with better attributes can perform well, but those who have better personalities would stand out even more. And this um, personality can be passed on into the uh, the players you have and into the recruitment system you've gone the development system you've gone bring it all in and ensure that this club has a very very united culture when you tie it in as well with the, the likes of the mentoring and dynamic sections so putting it out there to the community i asked what are the attributes you have to pick one attribute and the key attribute for you for each of the key coaching roles you'd have at a club and that does start with the manager now let's be honest, as a manager, we can decide our role at the club. We can be the standoffish suit manager who lets the coaching be done by the coaches. We will manage the club. We will prepare the players in terms of the formation. We will prepare the tactics to prepare the team selection. We'll do the motivating team talks. We'll face the media. And then in terms of the recruitment, in terms of setting up training, you know that's also something we can dabble our hands in as well. But in terms of the manager, what is it that you, you know, 
you look for in yourself then if you're looking to hire uh, managers for your younger underage bracket teams what do you look for there for me and this is echoed by fm old dog it's motivation and like let's look at i think if a manager can motivate and get a team up and firing and going then the team is off to a great start already a manager who motivates inspires leads by example and as someone that can you know in this war in the in the words from the sideline in the words in the dressing room can get a team going and even that motivation attribute you know it could be influential in those little chats you have with players and in team meetings as well i know fm sir you've gone for the technical approach the technical attribute and i totally understand that you know, as a manager, you would look, you, you can, of course, look for that more of a, a hands-on approach, a technical, the, the technical attributes certainly would be the ones that stand out. But for me, a manager who is mentally strong and mentally capable, he certainly has, is in a great position to begin with. And, has, and it means can push forward a team in ways that, you know, other, other managers may not have. The ability to. Second to you then is your assistant manager. And your assistant manager plays a vital role. Flop signings I have ever. My second made. podcast ever was on with, went on with the assistant managers. The ass men, as Daljit Rashidi Bustanet calls them. But again, these play, for, for me, play a, a vital cog in, um, you know, just the effectiveness of our, our tenures at a club. The value we place on the reports, just you know, they give. But do we value their opinion, and do we value what responsibilities we can delegate to them? So narrowing it down to one attribute for me is quite challenging because I do look for an assistant manager who's kind of a little bit of a jack of all trades. And the one I did set on was judging player ability. I do heavily rely on what my assistant manager's view of the current squad is. The ability of the players that have at my disposal. It's not necessarily an attribute you would expect your assistant manager to have, and one you might not look straight away to. You might have an excellent assistant manager candidate who doesn't have the great judging player ability attribute, and you could go with him. And I would totally respect your decision because I understand. But like I said, for me, having an assistant manager who can t- who has a very high uh, attribute in judging player ability, I believe can. Help me understand my squad better, especially when I'm getting a save up and running. And then as well, you know, could it be useful in terms of his ability to judge the players' abilities of the opposition? And allow him to have the opposition instructions there as well. I'm not 100% sure on that aspect, but, you know, just a thought. FMO Dog went for the tactical side. So, of course, entrusting his assistant manager with more tactical responsibilities then would be the natural thing to there. So that pre-match tactical briefing, setting opposition instructions. Again, it's something like, again, another attribute I do tend to look for. But again, FM Old Dog, totally understand. And I'm sure many other people out there, like yourself, would totally agree that an assistant manager who's quite tactically good in the ways like Steve McLaren and Carlos Cordozware could really kind of help a manager reach a new level of, of success. While FM Eats went for the man management route, man management it's very very important as well like assistant manager man management 
ability to relate the squad, control the squad, operate and run the squad. Really, really important. And it ties as well, if you're a good motivating manager, having an assistant who's good at man management, that could really, really bounce off each other well and help again with the overall kind of atmosphere you could have in your squad and the abilities of you and your coaches to influence and change the game, change the culture at your club. In terms of coaches, it's amazing now with football managers that there is such a great diversity of coaches available and that the coaching attributes themselves have diversified. We now have goalkeeping coaching broke down into three distinct attributes in terms of handling, distribution and shot stopping. I love seeing that. And that's coming from a goalkeeper myself. I just love seeing, you know, a coach's a goalkeeper coach's ability in different areas and possibly hopefully, you know, being able to hire two so that, you know, different coaches can work off their strengths then as well. So your goalkeepers improve. In terms of fitness, we have fitness coaching now. Then of course we go back to the traditional attacking um defending coaches, the technical coaches. I would like to see set peaks coaches added in the FM twenty one. You know, Thomas Gronemark, of course, a name that came into, you know, the football world with it with his throwing coaching when he was brought into Liverpool. But I think if we could have a set piece attribute as overall in there for coaching, I think that'd be a, a great addition in FM twenty one. But overall in general, what do you look for in your coaching? And like I said, deter- determination, discipline, man management, motivating, they can be four key attributes. Myself, I just went for discipline. You know, if I have coaches who run disciplined sessions, you know, the effectiveness would be great. And then of the sessions, and I, I, I put an awful lot of trust in, faith in coaches who I know are disciplined and will not let, you know, standards slack and slide. FM All Dog and FM Eats are for the determination attribute. And again, you, you can't really fault them. A determined coach, a coach who's, you know, has that drive and want to succeed, want to get out there and make things better. You know, you can't fault them. You love them. You want them at your club. You want them on your, uh, you want them by your side. Then just kind of, again, just then moving away into coaching, right in the coaching, like we do have the recruitment side of things, you have the analysis side of things. So what other attributes do you look for? So obviously, you know, I didn't ask for, I did ask for a data analyst, because of course with, with data analysts, there is a few kind of attributes there. Like in terms of sports scientists and physios, I didn't feel the need to ask you know, what's the best attribute there because of the one sports scientist and one physio attributes that are, exist. So I disregarded those medical roles instantly there and just focused the final three roles on your recruitment department. So director of football can have an interesting um, role to play at your club, whether you operate one or not, your decision, obviously your club's decision. For many, they can uh, they operate as the head of the recruitment department, and you could ask them to be the one who sends out the, the scouts, assigns the scouts. You could be the one that has them negotiate contracts, negotiate transfers, and look after all that side of things. So you don't have to deal with the financial side of things. And it's nice to see in FM Twenty this has grown with the additions of the negotiation attribute. But in terms of the director of football, for me again, judging player ability, just like my assistant, I feel is very important. I feel if my director of football has, you know, if, if I ask him to look after the contracts, I want him to come to me and say, look, this player's ability is this. I don't feel we should offer him a contract. Or this player's ability is this. I feel like we should offer him a contract. I'll go with it. In terms of um, just that opinion for me, 
I, I really value that and having, you know, another just another opinion that I can compare, contrast and make an informed decision. That's exactly what I want. FML Dog went for judging player potential. So again, possibly planning for a bit more for the future than I do FML Dog. But then again in FM twenty I think I will be possibly moving to that judging player potential one. Given the uh, the youth uh, emphasis I'm going to be and academy emphasis, my FM twenty save is gonna have a Velez Sarsfield. Well FM sir went off on a totally different one and didn't actually look for a an attribute. He says it's the, the professional personality. He wants a professional in that position and who can fault him. We all want it's not just the attributes I've said before. The significant influence of an individual's personality is growing and being better understood and better discussed in the community. So by having a professional director of football, it can really set the standard across the club, someone that you can really trust because you know straight away this is the right type of person you ha- you need to have in leading your club. Data analysts, I... I don't, it's, I kind of look more holistically at the data in FM. I will get into the individual data, of course, but judging team data for me is important. So, because in those reports, I want to see where the team is succeeding, where the team is failing, where the oppositions are strong, where the oppositions weak, and then be able to, like again, make informed decisions based on what's presented in front of me. And FM old dog, he went for the judging team data as well. So, again, that's something that, um, no, I personally believe in. Eidser, don't care. So I want to thank those people who did get involved. Really appreciate your input as well. And it's nice to get different opinions as well on the podcast. That you're not just stuck listening to me. Ramming down the throat kind of dictating to you. This is what you should believe. Because it's not. That's not what it is. Just, I want the discussion kind of going on here. Black CFM. In each case, I don't look for one key attribute. I look for a cluster. More importantly, by no means, simply a matter of attributes. Personality, uh, scope for further development in terms of coaching badges, preferred formations and playing style, bonds with the rest of staff, etc. It's important to make a rounded judgment, and I really can't fault you there. Like I said, it was hard to narrow it down to one attribute, hard to narrow it down to one just specific area. So it's great to see that you know you have this kind of idea of what your coaches are. And I like the one of further development because, as we've seen, and you know, one of the, the feature announcements ahead of FM20 that younger coaches will develop much better in the game. Now, whether they develop to be as good as the new-gen coaches currently are in the beta, I don't know. But those uh, new-gen coaches certainly do uh, set some pretty high standards that you'd be tempted to disregard your whole coaching staff just to bring in. But, you know, I think they are tweaking that and fixing that. Whether they've done it in the hot fix, the latest hot fix, or it's coming in for the full version, I can't uh, tell you exactly right now. But of course, with FM20, there is new staff roles and new responsibilities. We get the selection advice coming into our inboxes now. Uh, so this comes in from your staff on who to select. Uh, and it's, I feel that's a nice new feature. And it's another reason why I believe having the best coaching staff you possibly can is very vital. Because if you, the suggestions they make, if you know your staff and trust your staff and believe they're the best staff you can have, then, you know, I feel that the decision you make whether to follow their suggestions will be much easier based on kind of the input they offer. A new role again is the technical director that we've seen come in. And you know, in terms of the description, I've just totally lent on what football managers themselves have up on their 
when they announced the features of the backroom staff over on footballmanager.com. So the technical director is a role with the ability to offer backroom advice from the very top, judging staff ability and staff potential. It is a highly senior member of staff focusing on other senior members of the team to suggest coaching courses and report on staff progression. Not only can you focus on bringing the best out of your players, but staff too, creating sustainability at the club with staff with you who grow with you. And for me, the technical director is a fantastic addition and really ties in well with what we're talking about in this podcast, what Black CFM has mentioned there in terms of like the ability of a coach to improve. Because like that, we can now judge staff potential. No longer do we have to go out now and recruit, you know, whoever we can for our underage teams. If your club operates with a technical director or provides you the ability to hire one, you can now uh, assign this responsibility to them and delegate and make your job a little bit easier, knowing and trusting that with the best technical director you could possibly have, they're going to try and bring in the best staff they possibly can. And of course, always kind of give yourself a little bit of a say on the decisions there, because don't forget, the book will stop with you. Another interesting role brought in as well as being the loan manager, and again leaning on what the football manager themselves has written on footballmanager.com. This role is prominent in modern football, especially elite clubs, with significant number of players on loan, applying to trade clubs across the globe for the new season. A loan manager recommends the players they think would benefit from a loan spell and where he believes they should go, while providing loan reports to the manager to easily track those players' progress. Loan player progress concerns not only their performances, but their minutes on the pitch, the role they're playing in, and their overall happiness in the situation they're in. This is something the Development Centre interacts with significantly, all with assistance from your new loan manager. So we have gotten the loan reports, and you could have always had loan reports compiled when you sent the player out on loan. But having someone in charge who will suggest players who are on loan, whose position it is to monitor, report, and provide you with great intel like this. Again, people say it's already in the game. But other staff roles going to do it. So having a dedicated member of staff available for you to this. Now again, you know, this isn't going to be available to everyone. Like it says, it's prominent in modern football at elite level. So if you're at a lower level, you know, a loan manager might not be, you know, someone you should be spending your, your available budget on. But the option, of course, is there. And it's nice to see that, you know, Again, it's one. It's just one click, one center, one place where we can see all the information compiled by this member of staff. Again, though, it, we've seen this year as well with the director of football. There's been a slight evolution, and that for me has been is been really welcomed. I've kind of said it already, and that's the addition of the negotiation attribute. Whether this was previously hidden, I don't know, but it is something I've wanted in the game for a while now. And coupled with the fact that this staff member can now adjust budgets, I feel this is an exciting development and an exciting touch in a game that can add really, really great sense of realism. And would, for me, you know, give me the confidence to delegate to the, to the director of football and give them a bit more responsibility in the game than I possibly have done before. And that's where it kind of the question of the week kind of came in. Given the staff improvements in FM20, are you planning on delegating more responsibilities in your main save? And it was a 70-30 win for yes. So it seems like 70% of voters, 70% of the community who got involved have said yes, they're going to be delegating much more. And to be honest with you, I'm going to say I'd add, I'm going to add my vote to yours and say yes, I'll be probably delegating more this year than ever before. So you see how Velez, the staffing options for me are going to be quite small. 
but we weren't working on a small budget uh, with not much room and wiggle room in terms of recruitment at the beginning of FM20. So the staff I have, we're going to have to share the load. I do have a director of football, no technical director, a loan manager. But there's the opportunity then, of course, to give one of these members of staff, like the director of football, a secondary job or assign them the responsibilities at the outset. But give them responsibilities and then grow in and then you know divide that role. Let the director of football focus on one thing and then have a technical director or loan manager then come in as well. As a manager then, my own profile is going to be very, very important. Whether I need to be a coach, whether I need to be someone who focuses on off the pitch matters, I don't know as well. But I am going to be working, of course, with you know lower levels of attributes than I'm used to after been working with Europe's elite leagues as well. But then again, you know, I'm not going to say too much because at the same time this pod dropped this morning, I'm also dropping the first of my FM20 blog series with Velez Sarsfield. So that's over on the the FM technical area that WordPress.com link in the description below. Other members of the community also had little bits extra to kind of add in here as well. Uh, Bobby Dooley, uh, loving the loan manager, totally a great, really feel great addition. And I think Bobby, you'll feel a great benefit of that as well when you take over in uh, Holland this year in FM20. Black Sea FM, though, gets the final word. Saying that although he's in Bulgaria with um, little opportunity to bring in any of these new roles, he likes to have staff who are good and trustworthy with media so I can focus on com- press conferences and interviews, removing a good deal of tedium. And let's be honest, like I said, removing that tedium, removing that stress, and having staff we know and trust can make our manager experience more streamlined. It's also uh, a good reflection of the management you know, profiles that we are, the managers we become. In terms of like community, there's been a lot of great uh, information, a lot of great content being created. FM Grasshopper has released an outstanding piece on the importance of getting your manager profile right. You know, there's been a little chat on FM Slack about, you know, is it cheating, you know, working with these attributes, manipulating ourselves a little bit. But like, let's be honest, if we put ourselves in as we are now, whatever coaching badges we have, we might be able to clubs, like we would be able to take over the clubs that we want to take over. And if we do, our reigns don't last very long because we haven't got the attributes, we haven't got the personality, we haven't got the reputation to hold down these positions and keep you know these players in line. So, but like, go and read it, really read it, take your time, you know, and think about yourself. There's a link to it down below and a link to it in the blog, the blog post coming out as well because it, it really did strike a chord with me. Because it was actually following my own thought process as I'm heading into the full Velez save soon. Bustinet has also been a great place where I've been stopping in with some great initial FM20 content just to try and help you get set up in FM20, you know, showing you new tools, getting you thinking about different analysis, different understandings, and kind of really improving the standard of your own gameplay. So definitely drop by him over on YouTube. In terms of the streams, just so many up and running. There's a lot of people even joining Twitch, it seems starting up from scratch so just get in involved support your content creators there and really you know give them the support you can wherever you can and then we this evening we've seen the announcement of fm analysis Ronaldo finally unveiling their podcast their return to dugout so fm analysis recent book written on man city which i believe is excellent and Ronaldo, both pillars cornerstones of the fm community and so certainly if they're releasing a podcast, whenever it comes out, how often it comes out, I'm definitely recommending adding that one to your list. 
And if I have to bow out to make room for them, I, I, well, look, I don't. I think that's a no-brainer if, if that's what the community wants to happen. But look, this has been episode eight. I really, really appreciate you listening, taking the time out. Um, thank you very much. The pod, of course, is available on all good podcast hosting sites, but not for much longer. The 90-day plan is going to run out. And slowly but surely, episodes will start to be deleted. So, if the votes come in in time and the podcast, the community wants this podcast to continue, the episodes will stay live on the internet. I do have the original files, so I can re-upload them again. But just so you know, that possibility is there. So, you know, just let me know. Otherwise, the podcast will slowly disappear from the internet with a click of, you know, some evil villain's fingers. Please feel free, though, to like, review, share the pod if you enjoyed it. And feedback is always welcome through the DMs. That's to me personally or to the pod. Again, the, the social links are found down below to Twitter and Slack. If you want to just get involved, say hello, say what I can improve on. You know, I'm always here to learn. I'm always trying to improve each week. And I feel like, you know, this week I've really put a lot of thought, a lot of time and effort into preparing the pod. And I hope. That's being reflected for your listening experience. But I'm going to stop it there. Park the bus. Let's get out of here. Enough of me talking, ranting and raving about Football Manager 20. Let's go play it. Enjoy your time playing it. It's the beta. Just have fun. Not what it's all about. Latest polls, content, all that stuff's going to be coming out now in the next few days. Keep an eye on the socials. Have a great weekend. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.